What was the key learning then at Star Sports? The key learning really was you have to think through you. You have to think for your client's client. I think a lot of the work that we do as entrepreneurs at first is just we think about our product and we think about who's going to buy the product or who's going to use the product. But we have to realize that why are they using it? Why are they buying it? You know, wherever we're willing to fail is where we need to be sitting. We're willing to fail countless number of times in something. I think that's where you need to spend your hours. But the the bit about mental health is that it's there's there's there should be no stigma attached to it because people are everyone's going through something. Uh, you just have to talk about it to realize how normal it is. It's called do it. Um, okay. So uh, here it goes. Do it. Find a reason, a purpose, a goal, a goal to stay patient for, a purpose navigating you to this goal, a reason, whatever it might be, wherever it might be, whoever it might be, pushing you to endure any pain now for tomorrow. Do it. Beat yourself today, not later, but today. Do it. Hello, everyone. Neil Patel here. Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Indian Startup Show. This is part two of my interview with Sanil Satchel, the co-founder of Huddle, a startup incubator based in Delhi. So in this exciting episode, he talks about his entrepreneurial life, talks about his moment of epiphany, gives great advice on beating the Monday morning blues, talks about how to scale a consumer goods company. we got some Richard Branson chat as well. His key takeaway from working at Star Sports, talks about mental health as well. And finally, a first for the Indian Slap show, Sanil reads out some of his wonderful poetry. So please enjoy the show. Thank you. Let's talk about you then. Okay. Uh, your, your, your very impressive background. Uh, just reading you. the stuff that the PR guy sent me. Entrepreneur, national best-selling author, owner of a global sports brand, shoe socks, motivational speaker, played football in England, degree in Bachelor of Science in Sheffield, into growing industries of art, sports, grassroots, mentoring. Talk, talk about your background. Um, I think first and foremost, I'd, I'd love to always um, be associated with sports uh, yeah. on field more than anywhere else. Uh, that's where I've been able to fortunately get a lot of my experience uh i played a lot of football as you rightly uh, and you know kindly mentioned um i have played club football prior to that uh i've always been someone who's uh, looked up at sports people because that's where discipline comes from that's where the patience the madness and even the flexibility comes in um so you know through the learnings that i, I got as uh, playing football at club level being able to uh you know, take a few, too many bruises, I realized that the potential is uh, always high as long as your intent is to learn. And that's what enabled me to become a part of companies like True Socks that are doing, or, you know, the kind of work that we do at True is, uh, I, I'm, I'm always a fan of that company more than I am also, I feel like an owner, you know, the kind of innovation that's been taking place and enabling uh, different sports uh, professionals around the world is, uh, is, is fantastic to see. I, I, I really admire our team to do that, uh, which really gave me the learning to start investing in ventures and creating the same learnings that I had of building an organization of seeing a stable organization being built uh, in a very frugal manner mm -hmm. and um you know, like you mentioned, arts for me is essentially where I get to go sane and insane. For me, writing is uh, always going to be uh, a, a huge part of my life because it helps me reflect on a lot more than um, I can think of because I actually get to put it on paper. What position did you play and who did you play for? Uh, I played at Wakefield, uh, which was up north. Uh, the closest city again would be Leeds. Uh, and I played left wing. Um, I've okay. been a left winger. I've always, I used to be a, be a defender before that. And then uh, I think my, my coach realized that um, I, I had more to contribute uh, on the wing. So I did do that for a bit. How, how would you sum up your football career? 
uh i think it ended at the right time uh definitely okay. <laughs> <laughs> i prefer <laughs> i prefer being able to take away uh, a lot of the learnings of being able to get onto the entrepreneurial side of uh, sports um and other ventures uh, rather than you know being there i think uh I think it was the right time to um, exit. So, so the most important question then: who, who, if you have to choose one player, Messi or Ronaldo, who, who would you choose? Oh, you know what? So, so, I would. So, I'll pick a third, and I'll say I'll bring Thierry Henry back. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what football team do you support? Arsenal. Arsenal. As, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, and how, how do you think they're sort of going about? You know, oh, trying to bring back the glory days. I, I think uh, I think I think Neil. If any foot, all all of us in football know that they're far from their glory days right now. It's 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 sad. I think what's happening at the club. Uh, having said that, I think uh, hey, you know, we we have to be hopeful. I think in the next three years we'll we'll actually find our footing. Seeing the way they are right now, uh, you know, Arsene, Arsene Wenger was such a big uh, manager for us that uh, it's hard to replace institutions like that. It's going to take a while. Do, do you watch Arsenal fan TV? Uh, no, for okay. uh, yeah, for for the for the sake of my sanity, I try not to because I I resonate with a lot. Would get what's what's being <laughs> <Okay>. said. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, and you mentioned true socks. The, the, these are the socks that the professional footballers wear, right? With the holes in them. Yeah, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and with the, how with you, the yeah. yeah. With the with the rectangles at the back, yeah, which look like holes, yeah. Okay, cool. And yeah. how, how did you? How, what's your role in that? I'm one of the co-owners of the brand. Uh, okay. I got involved in uh, you know wearing them, being able to see how uh, they're being made. Uh, the patent technology really did make sense. The while they are socks to uh, to its utility, they're actually a performance enhancement equipment. The second you wear them, because mm-hmm. they ensure that you know your feet, your shoes, and your socks are actually one part of your body. It makes your shoes feel like they're a part of your body the second you wear the true socks. Uh, so when I saw the technology taking shape in England um, and started, you know, being able to invest capital in it and become an owner, uh, I realized that there's much more utilization to it in India as well, uh, which is why luckily uh, the time was right uh, in 2019 to actually launch it in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, I've been fortunate to be a part of the global story uh, as well mm-hmm. uh, and see it scale across uh, different uh, different sports. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in India, when it came out, we saw Rohit Sharma, who's, you know, by far one of the best batsmen in the world, yeah. as the right yeah. person to actually uh, launch it as our brand ambassador, as our flag bearer. And uh, now the plan is to uh, expand the team, uh, uh, team over here in India, uh, utilize all our resources to create a better story for the sports people over here in amateur and professional sports it must have been quite a risk then to invest in you know essentially sports socks i mean what, what did your friends and family think uh, i think uh, when you know when you were when when all of us looked at it at the time we didn't see it as socks uh, we don't see true as a complete organization just in socks as well I think, uh, you know, as an organization, we've gone and made uh, shoes recently that are doing really well uh, because uh, even for the our users, they see our technology being utilized in equipment that they're used to, but technology that they have never seen and they can get used to. So it made sense. There was a very futuristic element to it. Um, you know, like I like I like to believe uh, we're ordering food through apps, we're uh, dating through apps. Uh, why are we not using uh, technology uh, that is being utilized in something that we're always in contact with, which is our clothes? And you actually worked at Star Sports, is that correct? Yes. What did you do there? How did you find that? Um, it was fantastic. You know, uh, those those years, uh, the amount of time that I got to spend uh, working in the corporate realm was frankly because I thought um, I was lucky enough to be an entrepreneur. I was I was involved in a lot of the selling as an entrepreneur, which is something that is a constant uh, job of ours. But mm. 
with Star Sports, it, it was more about buying the right assets, being able to create a story that was uh, a bit larger than what a startup can think. So I was actually being mentored a lot when I worked on the product and revenue strategies for the mm-hmm. Cricket World Cup in 2015. I was fortunately a part of the team that was helping build uh, the Indian Super League, which is the football league that's doing fairly well in uh, our country. So mm-hmm. for me, it was actually being on the other side of the table. Uh, and doing mm. something that gave me a lot of learning to then go back into the entrepreneurial world and mm. uh, take my learnings and build something through those what, uh, years. What was the key learning then at Star Sports? The key learning really was you have to think through you. You have to think for your client's client. I think a lot of the work that we do as entrepreneurs at first is just we think about our product and we think about who's going to buy the product or who's going to use the product. But we have to realize that why are they using it? Why are they buying it? So when we built... Um, our strategies at uh, Star Sports, it was for our clients so that they can satisfy their clients. And uh, inevitably, it made they were, they were much more robust plans. And you mentioned scaling. Um, any advice for our listeners on scaling? How, how, how do you scale like a, you know, a, cons- a consumer brand? Uh, the, the best way to scale is to trim. Uh, you have to trim out what is not working. Predominantly, it takes uh, two to three sales cycles uh, of your, uh, if we're talking about consumer products, to figure out which of your consumer products are actually giving you the bulk of the sales. It's almost like the 80-20 rule of sorts. Um, the second you trim, you've cut down on so many costs that you have had to uh, put aside for products that have never given you a return that you realize that you know, you've just got rid of a lot of, uh, and pardon my French, rubbish in order to just concentrate on your champion product so trimming actually helps in scaling you also do you know motivational speaker as well talk about that i i think that you know that's a very glorified term i've always i always tell people that um i it's you it's it's a it's a complete reverse you know whenever i've had the chance to uh give talks at uh be it large corporates or or universities and events across uh the country and a few outside the country uh the, the the job really is to put yourself in their shoes and uh, the kind of work that I tend to do when I'm giving talks is just utilizing what I believe is creativity and innovation in order to uh, concoct a few leadership exercises. So, you know, just taking real term, real time examples of what the company does, uh, giving them a few exercises on the spot for us to uh, concoct uh, you know, a plan that they can actually put in their real-time scenarios at work. Uh, that's what I tend to do. And, you know, I think the broader term is motivational speaking, but it's uh, it's much more than that, I'd like to believe. How, how do you motivate someone then? Someone who's listening to this is on, on the Monday morning and they're stuck in traffic. <laughs> Going to a job that they don't like. Uh, I think uh, they should know that Saturday is five days away. Uh, but <laughs> I think, and I think you know what uh, the biggest. Um, well, if we're talking about someone that is just you know trying is always determined that there's going to be a Monday blue. The biggest question we have to ask ourselves is what is the biggest asset that we have as a human being, and uh, what is the weakness someone has for that asset to be the biggest utilization. Now, if I have to just de- you know, deconstruct what I mentioned, if, if someone's really good at being able to create sales, then you go to the best technical company that has made zero sales, that is not moving as well as you think it's moving. Put yourself there. You know, Wherever we're willing to fail is where we need to be sitting. We're willing to fail countless number of times in something, I think that's where you need to spend your hours. Uh, you're also a best-selling author with three books, and you've written over 125 poems. Yes, that's amazing. Thank um, you. Yeah, talk talk about the your latest book then. Um, so, um, so I've in fact just about finished my um, my fourth book, and um, okay. that is due this year. Uh, it's more experiential in nature. It's um, something that I've written as multi themes. It's it's based on the moment of epiphany. 
we all have okay. that um you know that the aha moment and it comes countless number of times the book is essentially uh, conversational it's created in a manner that prompts the reader to actually become the writer at times um but um the work that was previously uh, published was uh, a fiction novel based on the life of a schizophrenic and because i wanted to talk about mental health in india and uh, in order to do that with the research that i did i thought it would be best to paint it with a a good coat of uh, um fiction mm-hmm. why, why do you think not many people talk about mental health there's there's an odd stigma attached to it i think there's a stigma attached to anything that uh creates a a moment of awkward silence or frowns and i think that's just innate human tendency for some reason everyone is uh, more enamored by uh what creates a like or a, a good instagram post but you know everyone has to realize that you've got to turn the lights on and off and there is a moment that the lights will always be off but the the bit about mental health is that it's there's there's there should be no stigma attached to it because people are everyone's going through something uh you just have to talk about it to realize how normal it is and uh there it's not it's not as it's not as bad as it is the second you talk about something mm-hmm. and you you mentioned aha moments what what what's your aha moment then uh for me the aha moment really came from one of my favorite quotes uh, which was when i started realizing that there's certain elements in my life that i'm willing to fail at as i mentioned and the second i i started accepting those uh you know like writing or being trying to change the sports ecosystem in india or creating a framework for incubation in india through huddle those were areas that i was willing to continuously concoct newer plans that was my aha moment and i realized that uh, it all pointed down boiled down to one point which was being able to create something that someone else can take forward and build better and in a more constructive manner so not building something that will always be dependent on what i do and you also uh, published over 125 poems <laughs> i believe you got you've got some poetry that you want to read out as well that'd be great a first for the indian startup show <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to actually. Yeah, thank you for that. Um you know, I will um I this is not something that has been published yet. Uh I'm mm-hmm. reading out something that's going to get published in the book I was yeah. uh, referring to. An exclusive. Um, it is exclusive. I think it's the first time I'm actually going to be reading it out. Uh okay. so, no no pressure then. No pressure at all. I'm I'm just going to be all ears <laughs> to judgment then. <laughs> but you're, you're the public speaker so it should go well. <laughs> We'd hope so. <laughs> no, but uh thanks uh, Neil. I'm going to read out something that I believe is um quite uh apt for this arab ecosystem um and uh, if i had to just give it a title for the sake of it it's it's called do it um okay. so uh, here it goes do it find a reason a purpose a goal a goal to stay patient for a purpose navigating you to this goal a reason whatever it might be wherever it might be whoever it might be pushing you to endure any pain now for tomorrow do it beat yourself today not later but today do it for tomorrow everything you want is already with you it's up to you how long you want to keep it do it all that you tell yourself you will everything you dream of while you're asleep for everyone you see while you are awake do it do everything you love and you will love everything you do do it because it will stay beyond you it will take you beyond measure it will make you not go through life but live it do what you want tomorrow but today because time will fly when you combine the reason the purpose the goal all this just so you can do it thank you round of applause there india startup <laughs> show round of applause that's absolutely fantastic well done that's um... yeah. yeah thank you uh, last last few questions then actually what does what does poetry mean to you yeah what what does writing mean to you fluidity it it, mm. it it's uh, fluid it's uh, completely abstract uh, for me be it poetry or any form of art just enables me to learn a little more about myself each time i pick it up so not when i'm writing it but I'm, when i'm reading someone else's piece of work or my own piece of work uh, any day so every time you pick it up it gives you a different 
definition and makes you realize who you are in that moment and how you interpret something in that moment. It teaches me perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and also we're in a new, a new decade now, 2020. Uh, tip, tips on writing, writing a book? <laughs> uh, uh, how, how, how would you go about writing a book in I 2020? I would write a book without planning on writing a book. Basically, I just keep writing. I wouldn't give any format to it. Uh, when I feel that I've written too much, I will then look at it um, and start deconstructing it into chapters. But it, I will never start with chapter one. That's my biggest uh, advice to myself and anyone that's looking to write. Last few questions then. Um, do you have any <laughs> yeah. people you admire or people you inspired by? You know, my the, the first person that uh, really struck me uh, when I re- when I started learning the term entrepreneurship was someone um, that we all famously know as uh, Richard Branson. Uh, the mm-hmm. whole reason is because the kind of work that he's he's doing for the ecosystem across it was just it just felt very uh, giving. He was creating something that was always for the people. Um, I really looked up to him as an entrepreneur. Uh, another person that uh, I deeply look up to is uh, my mentor that uh, when I first realized what a mentor meant, and that was my football coach, Ronnie Glavin. Mm-hmm. He took me uh, from being um, someone who used to play football in schools to making me realize that I can play at a club level and realize much about more about entrepreneurship without actually telling me that is entrepreneurship. So these are two people that I would name and there's, you know, the list can go on. What, what, advi- what was the main advice he gave you? Oh, <laughs> the main advice uh, was actually an instance. He, you know, there was a time when I used to, when I thought, when I thought a left winger has to really showboat and do a few tricks to be able to cut someone. I, you know, one day I remember he he pulled me on the side and said, you know, if you want to do tricks, you've got to be at the circus. And I found that, you know, quite harsh in the moment. And he said, Sano, the day you can do a simple trick, a simple step over, whatever it might be, without realizing that you're actually constructing yourself into doing a trick is when you should do it. And what that taught me is that you've got to just master one skill. You shouldn't have to do something superbly complicated. It has to just be something that you realize it comes out like a reflexive action and uh, then go on to the next trick. Similar, similar to Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, or Terry Henry. <laughs> Terry Henry, okay. <laughs> Do you, have you got any books or blogs you want to recommend to our listeners that, that, that's uh, helped you on your journey? So, I'm, I mean, I again, because I was speaking of uh, Richard Branson, his book, Screw It, Let's Do It, is just one of the it's a book I keep rereading. I continuously reread it. I would tell people to definitely look at it. It's not that heavy a book. Um, it's not got that many too, too many pages. Uh, otherwise, I would just ask people to read about how any big organization was started off. And what you'll see over there is that they've pivoted multiple number of times. And that in itself is motivation to realize that your first plan is definitely not the plan. Uh, and that's okay. Last question then. Uh, for people who want more information on Huddle and yourself, what must they do? Um, for Huddle uh, and for myself, uh, you know, uh, for Huddle, it's uh, at well, you can get in touch with us at huddle.work. That's uh, where, you know, our website is uh, to get in touch with me. Uh, you can get in touch with my, my personal email, which is sunil at huddle.work. That's S-A-N-I-L at huddle.work. And um, I'm always looking to learn uh, and hoping to help in any way I can. Sonel, thank you for coming on the show today. Cheers. Thanks so much, Neil. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Cheers now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's the end of the show. Thank you for Sonel for coming on the show. Uh, check out huddle.work for more information. Uh, stay tuned next week. I have a new feature and it's amazing. And finally, thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. If you're building something exciting, please send me an email, hello at neilpatel.co or tweet at indianstarspsh. Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Indian Snapchat. I'd love to connect. Thank you and goodbye.